Hi, I'm Hannah Bailey. And I'm Tefra Jemian. Welcome to Yeah, a show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age. This is our book club and you're invited. Yeah! Um, initially, we had scheduled uh, a review of Nick Stone's Dear Martin, which mm-hmm. is a really excellent book to follow up on our excellent uh, interview with her from mm-hmm. last week. But um, Hannah started school this month, and I'm like about to be nine months pregnant, and mm-hmm. the weather just changed, so it's like cool and rainy, and um, I think both of us just kind of would rather be wrapped up in a blanket drinking tea and reading or watching TV right now, and we just didn't quite feel up to the intellectual challenge <laughs> of reviewing a book this week. Uh-huh. So. We're going to get back to that next week. We're going to be doing Dear Martin. We have a really fun guest lined up for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, This week, however, we're going to be talking about the books we like to read when the weather changes. And we're going to be giving you some tea pairings uh, to go with these books. And we're going to just wish you all a nice cozy weekend with tea and books and fall weather. Or, I mean, if you're in Australia, spring weather. But transitional season weather. Um... (laughs) We have some cookies. We have some tea. Mm -hmm. Hannah brought me a basket of my favorite apples, which I'm so excited about. So I have a ginger gold. So you might hear me crunching on that now and then. You know what? Settle in. Get yourself a snack. Enjoy. We're just Mm going to take it easy today. I had had fun with this. Uh, When when I pitched it to Hannah, I was so excited that she was like, yes, let's do that. Because this is just a time of year when I suddenly just want to read like, I think I'm looking this over. Fantasy, apparently. This is a (laughs) fantasy time of year. So, without further ado, the first uh, series on my list, which I think I have talked about before, and I'm sorry for the repetition, is a series by Libba Bray um, called A Great and Terrible Beauty, and then there's Rebel Angels, and then there's The Sweet Far Thing. So it's a trilogy. It's um, about a 16-year-old who lives in Victorian England and uh, has witchy powers and does things at boarding school. Um, It's really fun and dark and uh, broody and they drink a lot of tea and there's lots of blustery nights and there's lots of mysterious figures and um, it's just... A really delightful curl up under the covers kind of book. I think it literally says that on the back of the jacket is like, this is a delicious curl up under the covers book. So I'm going to recommend that you read this book with a uh, a cup of Darjeeling tea. Um, Darjeeling is an Indian tea. This book is very occupied with uh, the British occupation of India. Mm-hmm. Deals with it in some good ways and some problematic ways. Um, Darjeeling tea is my very favorite black tea and it has a a sort of delicate floral flavor it's really good with milk has nice uh (laughs) just like i got my note on my phone it says it has overtones of colonialism (laughs) (laughs) and if you don't treat it with care it gets dark and bitter like witches (laughs) so read some libabre drink some darjeeling 
Don't oversteep it or you might get cursed. <laughs> I just like need a minute to <laughs> I'll go eat my apple. To appreciate that. Um, so I think like I like you, Tefer. I definitely feel like in like a fantasy mood. I was trying to like think about what unifies my book selections like I did when we uh, went through our favorite ones. And I think it's like fall like usually coincides with me going back to school and if it doesn't it coincides with me like going back to real life Mm. um and so I just want to read like gentle fun things that if they do have conflict it's like not a conflict that has anything to do with any conflict in my real life um, yeah, I feel that. So so my first one is also a series that I have talked about before. Well, it's an author I have talked about before. Uh, and it's also fantasy. So my first series... Can I guess? Can I guess? Can I yes. guess? Is it Tamara Pierce, Hannah? Yes, it's Tamara Pierce. <laughs> uh, specifically, The Protector of the Small Quartet, um, which is... Uh, the first book is called First Test, and then the other ones are Paige, Squire, and Lady Knight. Um, so they are about a girl named Caledry, who I like a lot, uh, who is the first um, girl to go for her knighthood in the kingdom of Tortal um, after, like, it has officially been proclaimed that women can go for the knighthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's all about kind of, like, her breaking down barriers and all of that. <laughs> um, and I really, I mean, I like it because it's, like got all that feel good like feminism and people rallying around causes and like sweet friendships and I also I also I really like Cal um she's my favorite Tamara Pierce heroine because Tamara Pierce's other heroines like are very like magical and like they succeed because they have like magic powers which is also great and fun but Cal very much succeeds through, I wrote down here, sheer stick hard work, and kindness. And I just like that a lot. Um, and she has, like, delightful animal friends. And she's also six feet tall. And it's, it's like... She's just, like, fantasy world you. Yeah, essentially. More yeah. or less. Yeah. Um, yeah, she has lots of small bird friends, which I have proclaimed before that I would really like. Yes. Um, I cannot blame you there. And... And so it's just, it's a very, like, it's a very good series that's also just, like, gentle and nice and and good. Yeah. And I like it. Um, and so my tea pairing for this is peppermint green tea, um, because that's my favorite kind of green tea. And Cal drinks a lot of green tea because she was raised um, by diplomat parents on the... all. So all of the countries in this universe are just, like fantasy equivalents of real places so she was raised in the Tortal universe equivalent of Japan okay um and she drinks a lot of green tea so nice so that is that is your tea pairing for that book read protector of the small and drink some peppermint green tea I was gonna say she sounds very Hufflepuff Mm. and uh that seeks nicely into my next fantasy series which is I just realized three of the four I have selected here are fantasy series <laughs> um, which I guess tells you what kind of mood I'm in these days um, which is the Harry Potter series and I just I I, I couldn't not put the Harry mm-hmm. Potter series on this list yeah um, it I, really is as soon as like it's September I start wanting to read Harry Potter and I've been binge listening to another Canadian podcast um 
called Witch Please, which is just a really fun interaction with the Harry Potter world. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been just kind of immersed in that world. It's been fun actually listening to a podcast about Harry Potter because mm-hmm. I've read and reread and reread and reread the books. I'm not a big fan of the movies. I haven't watched them a ton. Yeah. I want to now because mm-hmm. Witch Please talks about the movies. Yeah. Um, but it's been kind of fun to be like, okay, I can like interact with the Harry Potter universe in like a new format. Yeah. Uh, and they're like academics and they engage with things very academically and I really mm-hmm. enjoy that. So that's a little shout out to Witch Please, which is a podcast both of us really enjoy. Yes. Um, is also Canadian, is also run by two queer women. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's just great. a lot of fun. Um, I especially like Prisoner of Azkaban and mm-hmm. Order of the Phoenix these days. Uh, they're both kind of serious black heavy. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> which is important to me because serious black is a hottie. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm um, still real confused about casting Gary Oldman as serious black. I So, okay, I'm going to, you know what? We have time for this this week. This is our chill week. <laughs> this is our chill week. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm ready for your feelings about Gary Oldman. I mean, they're not even so much about Gary Oldman as about, I want a Harry Potter miniseries. Oh, yes. I want better casting. I yes. want more time. I want... Crap, what's his name? I want <laughs> I want Chris Hemsworth as Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh! I want Chris Hemsworth as Gilderoy Lockhart more than I have wanted anything. Yes. I mean, I love me some Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, but 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 I I support I, this so badly. I just felt like Kenneth Branagh, as with much of the casting, they cast so many very good actors in in mm-hmm. the movies, but so many of them were too old. This is for true. Their characters. That's true. Like Gilderoy Lockhart is supposed to be young. Snape is supposed to be young. Like yeah. And I mean, oh god, I feel terrible for having said anything that might be construed as like a dig at Alan Rickman because far be it from me to ever ever make a dig at Alan Rickman I fell in love with Alan Rickman's Colonel Brandon yeah at like eight years old I mean he's brilliant at being Snape but he is like 15 years too old to be Snape yeah same same with Sirius same with Remus same with McGonagall same with McGonagall um Um, and same with Harry's parents yeah everybody's too old um yeah everybody in the wizarding world for whatever reason gets knocked up at 20 yeah, and well, because, uh, there was a, because there was a war on. Yeah, I guess so. That's, I hadn't thought of that, but why. that's a really it was, good point. It's because there was a war on. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so anyway, um, who did I think of for Sirius Black? I thought of like the most... Pro- oh, I want Keanu Reeves as Snape oh, in the miniseries. Oh, I've heard Keanu we, Reeves as serious. But like Keanu Reeves as Snape, though. Yeah, I mean, I support <laughs> it. I support it. Although I can see Keanu Reeves as serious, too. But um, again, Keanu Reeves is too old now. To be yeah. serious. He's like in his 50s. But Snape and Sirius are the same age. Oh. But Snape can look older. <laughs> also, Keanu Reeves has not aged. Yeah, fair. Yeah. There's a part of me that kind of wants a brown Snape. Yeah. But then I also feel mm. like, but why am I wanting to cast him as a brown person? I want, I want a, a bad brown. Person? I've read a lot of really good headcanons about Sirius being like South Asian. I want a and South I Asian like, Harry Potter. I like Potter. that. Also, A lot also of people that. say James, see James as brown and I, yes. I like that. Yes, I, I like, like that Daisy also. Harry Potter. Uh, and obviously Hermione Granger is going to be Amanda Stenberg because like, yes. who else? Um, clearly. Who else would clearly. be her? <laughs> um, 
But anyway, I just yeah. like I want I want that. I want a hot Lupin. Lupin is supposed to be hot. There have you okay, so have you gotten to the Witch Plays episode where they like intensely argue about the casting of Lupin and yes. Sirius? Because it's great. Yes. Um, so but you're in the Lupin is supposed to be hot camp. Lupin is, Lupin is described as handsome more than anything else. Is he? Sirius is described as Lupin handsome. Lupin is also described as handsome. J.K. Rowling can't like comprehend of a world where where the Potters would have ugly friends. That's true. I also love <laughs> the again, the the wonderful host of Witch Please pointed this out. When like when you look back at like how many male characters are described as handsome repeatedly and remember that Harry's narrating, it's wonderful. Ooh, I like that. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he describes men as handsome much more than he describes women as beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know who is too old to be serious black, but who I actually definitely want as serious black is Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr. Oh yeah, I see this. I see this. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, he can look a little haggard because he's been in, in Azkaban. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's 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 fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's actually got exactly the right edge of neurosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard Tilda Swinton as McGonagall. Um, that's okay. I'm a little tired of Tilda Swinton being in everything. That's fair. Sorry, I'm just chewing my apple very I also loudly. watch, like, m- fewer movies than you, I think. Yeah. Um, or like Tilda Swinton as like Trelawney. Oh, I also I I do love. I mean I love Emma Thompson and Kenneth Branagh so much. Yeah. So I do love those two castings. Yeah, but like but if we're doing a miniseries, we have to recast. That's we can't, true. We can't keep the same. That's, that's characters. Fair. One thing I love in A Witch Please is that they point out so often. Is it Michael Gambon who's Dumbledore? Oh. Never read the books, had no idea what his character was supposed to be, and plays Dumbledore as vaguely sinister through the entire series. Such a baffling portrayal of Dumbledore. So, anyway, I, I, yeah. So, in conclusion... Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Chris Hemsworth as Lockhart. Make it happen, world. Please. Then give him my number. I, I just want it noted that I almost put Harry Potter on my list, but I knew that it would be on yours, it's so I refrained. Back to the uh, the task at hand. Oh, yes. Um, the tea pairing I'm giving with Azkaban, Prisoner of Azkaban and Order of the Phoenix is, <coughs> forgive me, little predictable, little basic, pumpkin spice chai. Mm-hmm. Which I have seen. Yeah. Which is basically just like a regular chai, but maybe with more nutmeg. Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> bit pumpkin-y, and it's got like fun yeah. little sprinkles in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say that mm-hmm. because like, come on, yeah. Harry Potter, pumpkins, you just yeah, do that. You, you, you just, just do that. you've got to. What are your feelings on pumpkin spice? I like it. I don't know if I, well, I like, so I don't know if I've ever actually had a pumpkin spice latte. Okay. You're not um, a big coffee drinker. I'm not. I can't really drink coffee right now. Right. I'm not really allowed. Um, by not allowed, I mean it would just make my my chronic illness worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not. I'm not a big buying coffee out person. Um, th- there have been phases in my life where I drink coffee every day, but I always make it myself usually. Right. Um, but I like pumpkin spice like I love pumpkin spice baked goods um I have a really great pumpkin spice muffin recipe mm-hmm. um I do like pumpkin chai a lot yeah um 
Yeah. So yes, I feel positively about yeah. it, and I feel negatively about people who complain about people who like pumpkin yeah. spice because it's like let people like what they like. Um. Exactly. Yeah. No, I had a I had um an eye opening moment this week mm-hmm. where um. So, like, everybody on Twitter, right, it's the time of year where everybody on Twitter is like, why do people like stuff? Why do you like stuff? You shouldn't like stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got in a little Twitter fight with somebody who was like, oh, you like pumpkin spice lattes? That means we're going to eat you when the revolution comes. And I was like, oh, sorry, I thought the revolution was about eating the rich, not punishing the poor for liking stuff. <laughs> sorry, dude. Um but anyway, as a result out of this, but mm-hmm. Tom was like, I've never had, Tom, my boyfriend, I was like, I oh. have never had a pumpkin spice latte. I witnessed this on Twitter. Yeah. And so he asked, he asked me to pick one up for him and I, I got one for him and he didn't like it. And I was like, what? He thought it tasted like soap, yeah, right? Yeah, he found there was just an, a, a flavor to it that he didn't like, which is surprising because he likes like pumpkin spice stuff. Mm-hmm. He likes like the, the spiciness and he's a basic bitch and like... You know, mm-hmm. um, and I was just so shocked, so I had to get one, of course, mm-hmm. and I still love them. All right, so my um, my second one takes takes a uh, break from fantasy because apparently the other thing I really like uh, is school stories in the fall. That makes sense. Um, especially I've noticed this one and the following one are both the uh, the wonderful YA trope of. North American teenager gets for some reason sent to boarding school in Europe for their senior year of high school, um, which is a fun trope. It's such a trope. It's such a trope. And it's like, it's a fun trope that I absolutely eat up. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you read Bloomability? I've not. I just remembered. It's good. It's it's a similar trope, but I think she's in like grade 10. Okay. Yeah. I mean, also also acceptable. Um, So my second one is Anna and the French Kiss by Stephanie Perkins. Have you read this book? Mm-mm. Okay. So it's um it's like it's not a it's it's not capital L literature, but it's very it's it's sweet and charming and I like it. Um mm-hmm. the the main character gets sent to boarding school in Paris um because her father is like a pretentious snob who has recently come into money and wants mm-hmm. to seem cultured, so decides to do that by sending his daughter kicking and screaming to boarding school in Paris. Um, I would not have kicked and screamed. The book does deal with the fact that it's, that she's aware that it's ridiculous that she's kicking and screaming. I mean, if, you know, but it's also, but it it plays with that, which is interesting. Like not everything is that you think would be good. Everybody would think would be good. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, she like meets a really charming British boy and they, have a romance and um and there's lots of like blustery weather and cardigans uh, <laughs> where is this it's in paris it's in paris. paris it's yeah. um it's like an american boarding school in paris yeah um so it's it's a very like sweet fun easy book and i like it a lot that sounds um, like something i would enjoy also. there's like there's a great like picnic scene in a graveyard that's just like super fall mm-hmm. um Anyways, I like it. And so my uh, my tea pairing for this is one of my favorite teas that I also find very comforting, uh, which is vanilla Earl Grey. So mm-hmm. either like a Tatley vanilla Earl Grey or David's Tea uh, cream of Earl Grey mm-hmm. um, with, with honey and milk. Yeah. Uh, so they're just both like sweet and nice and light and 
and cozy. It's like the homemade version of a London fog. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's like, uh, yeah. Which so a London I, fog would be ideal. Oof, now I want a London fog. Oh, me too. <laughs> Real bad. I love you London fogs. You took the, so, so Hannah and I were roommates and she moved out at the yes. beginning of the month because um, I'm having a baby. Um, <laughs> did you take the cream Earl Grey, the David's tea no, I, I think I love it here. You should take it because I don't like it. Okay, I will. I will yeah. happily take it. <laughs> um, so my my third uh, and final fantasy series okay. on this list. I do have one more book, but this is the final mm-hmm. fantasy series. Is the Time Tri- Trilogy, mm-hmm. um, the Time Trilogy by Madeline Lengel. Mm-hmm. So. I love Madeline Lengel. We've talked about Madeline Lengel. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, my favorite Madeline Lengel is um, the books that talk about Vicki Austin. So, Meet the mm-hmm. Austins, The Moon by Night, um, Ring of Endless Light is one of my all time favorite books. However, in the fall, I turn to the Time Trilogy, which is A Wrinkle in Time, A Wind in the Door, and A Swiftly Tilting Planet, uh, and also. Many Waters, which mm-hmm. is like a little different because it the, it doesn't follow Meg Murray, mm-hmm. but it's the same family. It's her brothers, and it's uh, interesting. Have you read it yet? I know you. I'm were still thinking like partway through. Yeah. Um, I think I'm partway through the third one, so swiftly okay. tilting planet. Yeah. Well, um, um, I'm interested in how you specifically will feel about Many Waters because it's okay. a retelling of like Noah's Ark. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So uh, it's also like very sexy, which okay. is which is I'm kind of intrigued. like Madeline Lengel goes there sometimes, but not mm-hmm. often. Um, yeah, yeah. That's there's a lot of it gave me a lot of feelings because there's a lot of like rosy breasts in it, and I would just be like, why am I suddenly just obsessed with drawing pictures of this character? <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I haven't I haven't finished it yet because in the fall I often also get in a very reready mood. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. continue. Um so anyway, they're all very stormy. They're very New mm. England. Yes. I miss New England. I lived in yeah. New England for ten years and I have now been in Montreal for almost ten years. Mm-hmm. Um and I miss New England like crazy. And so in the fall especially because New England has like an extra month of fall weather that we don't get here because oh. we get winter earlier. Yeah. I was talking with my brother-in-law who is mm-hmm. also from Boston mm-hmm. um, about this yesterday and he was like, yeah, it's because we have so much more fall there. So when fall comes, you like want more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, they're just cozy and mm-hmm. and very much escape from reality. Um, I say that with these, you should drink something soothing and herbal. Mm. Um, so I suggest peppermint or celestial seasoning sleepy time with a good spoon of honey. Because they're very mm-hmm. much books you read before sleeping. Yes. So you should not have caffeinated tea. Very but you good. should instead drink some sleepy time with honey in it and read about Meg Murray in her attic being afraid of the storm. And then go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Ideally with a kitten on you. <laughs> that would be ideal. <laughs> Or like a good a good snuggly dog. Oh yeah, Fortinbras. Uh-huh. I really want a big snuggly dog. Uh-huh. And a little kitten. Uh-huh. And a farmhouse in Connecticut. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said Connecticut. I think Connecticut mm-hmm. is probably the, the New England state I am least attached to. <laughs> I think I said Connecticut because they are like 
never explicitly but implicitly based in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Yeah, they're just like New England in general, aren't they? They never locate it more specifically they, they than never, that. They never locate it more specifically than that, but Madeline Lengel's like home farmhouse was in Connecticut. Okay, so like so, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my uh, third one is one that I hadn't read in a while, uh, but then this morning I like picked it up to skim it to like see if I did want it to be one of my books then I was like this book is so much better than I remembered it being uh so it's a little bit spooky um which I like thought I wasn't gonna be into but then I was like oh but it's spooky in a way that is not scary because it's like very supernatural and like things that I don't think are rationally possible don't scare me as much Mm -hmm. um so it is the name of the star by Maureen Johnson uh, and so it is It is also about an American teenager who gets sent to boarding school in Europe for her but last a, year of high school. But a spooky boarding school? Uh, the boarding school itself is not spooky. Um, Disagree. All boarding school is spooky. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> All right, sorry. Please continue. Sorry that you're an expert on a book that I have read. <laughs> Ouch. I'm just going to eat my apple. I love you. I know you brought me ginger gold. Um, so it's a, it's about a girl who uh, she, her parents are on a teaching sabbatical in England for a year. So she goes to boarding school in London. Um, and uh, Jack the Ripper's ghost uh, starts murdering people. Um, well, no, you don't, you don't, you don't, I don't think it's actually Jap the Ripper's ghost. You don't know who it is, mm-hmm. but a spooky ghostly serial killer starts emulating Jack the Ripper. Um, and then like, she gets pulled into it and like, okay, Brief spoiler, but, like, you find this out pretty early on. She can see ghosts. Okay. Um, and so, like, it's, like, spooky, and there's, like, secret ghost police that she gets involved with. And, <laughs> and there's, I'm making like, really, like, surprised, delighted faces right now. And there's, now. like, multiple cute boys, and I love her roommate so much. Mm-hmm. Um, her roommate gets described as somebody who would both correctly use the word whom whilst gossiping and also like be physically pained to be gossiping and I just love that yeah um and uh yeah so it's it's a it's a very well written book uh it's very like spooky and original I have like a little bit of a feeling about how much Jack the Ripper gets done in fiction because like I think there's (laughs) There's something problematic about, like, glorifying a serial killer in this yeah. way. Um, but the book actually kind of touches on that, which I like. Um, and it's it's just a good book. It's fun. Uh, it's, like, spooky, but in a way that's not scary because it's, like, a ghost serial killer. Are there any cute ghost boys? Yes, there <gasps> is a cute ghost boy. <gasps> He's like a ghost police broody. I forget because I'm not there yet. Okay, but he's a cute broody, like '80s punk ghost boy. So like Spike from Buffy, but 
a ghost. I haven't seen Buffy. Haven't seen Buffy. Oh, I know that's you're disappointed you with should. me every time. I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean to be disappointed. <laughs> no, every, with you. everybody is disappointed with me. I, every time. I'm not disappointed with you. I just well, you know what? I feel that you would because you would love Willow mm-hmm. very much. This is what I've been told. But I also feel like maybe it's a little more violent than you like. Although you liked um, Winona Earp, didn't you? Aren't you the one who was watching Winona Earp? Mm-mm. But I, I've watched Bones. I've watched mm-hmm. like Elementary. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I just kind of tune out the violence in yeah. violent TV shows. Yeah. It's all action violence. It's not mm-hmm. like Bones where it's like. Blech. And it's also like early aughts action violence. Yes. So like it's very silly. <laughs> it's very silly action violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think you would love Willow, and there are a lot of good storylines. Um, it was made before we knew Joss Whedon is hella problematic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, Name of the Star by Maureen Johnson. It's a trilogy, and I think I've only read the first one, so I'm excited to finish this one and then find the next couple. Um, and so my my pairing for this is also pumpkin chai, mm-hmm. just because it's, like, spooky and Halloween-y and, like, curl up under the covers with a good spicy cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, or... If you don't want to have caffeine, caffeine, um, celestial seasonings, apple cinnamon would also be a good pairing. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how audible all my like delighted crunching noises have been. <laughs> I just decided that this is a casual enough episode that I'm just going to eat an apple. Because that's autumnal. It sets the scene. We're wearing yeah. like woolen things and plaid things mm-hmm. and drinking tea and eating apples That's such a good apple man ginger golds they're so good they're so good if you follow me on twitter you know that i cannot stop talking about these apples <laughs> that's I why i know to buy you a basket of them <laughs> they're so good <clears throat> so folks um <clears throat> that brings us to the final book on my list which is not about apples <laughs> um However, any book pairs well with a ginger gold. <laughs> so this was one that I actually just like thought of today because I was mm-hmm. like, I also love retellings of fairy tales. This is oh. this is a genre that I adore, yeah. that I have read a lot of, um, that I especially like in this kind of weather. And mm-hmm. I, I was like racking my brains. I was like, how do I come up? Like, why can't I come up with a single mm-hmm. fairy tale retelling? That I adore, mm-hmm. and like, but this is like such a large part of what I like. And then I remembered Beauty by Robin McKinley, which is absolutely Ooh. one of my favorite books. And um, it was actually written in the 1970s. Cool. It's marketed as fantasy because YA wasn't really, really a thing. category at that point. Uh, but I definitely always have seen it in the YA section. Mm-hmm. And I think McKinley is kind of like retroactively made a YA author. Yeah. Um, and I found out that it is actually on the ebook app, which we both use, oh. called, which is called Scribd. Uh, shout out if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> Hit us up because we like sponsors. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, it's mm-hmm. so I'm rereading it because I had it and I think mm-hmm. I read it a dozen times when I was 15. I was obsessed with it. Okay. And I'm I'm coming back to it now and I'm like aesthetically I still love it. I'm mm-hmm. like sinking into it. It's beautiful. It's like the perfect amount of coziness. There's a 
uh, a lot of stuff in there that like now I'm kind of like, woo, ho, ho, ho. Like, uh, why is this 30 year old marrying a 16 year old? And like, why is every relationship has like at least a 15 year age gap where the girl is in her late teens and the guy is like 40? Books? So like. many. Books before the 90s are very into that. Mm-hmm. And then you read them again as an adult and you're like, I liked this so much when I was a teenager, but now it makes me deeply uncomfortable. Well, and I think as a 15-year-old, I deeply wanted to believe that a 30-year-old could be so entranced with my mind and my maturity that, like, it wouldn't even matter that I was 15. And now I can be like, that's hella creepy. That's hella, hella creepy. <laughs> if you are over 18, you should not be dating a 15-year-old, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, so that's been an, an experience. But <clears throat> so this book was written like 20 years before the Disney Beauty and the Beast came out, right? Oh, it's interesting. Like, it's like. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that's one of the later. It's period, from the early uh, 90s. Disney's, yeah. Um, and there's something really fun about having a retelling. It's really based on the like original French fairy tale mm-hmm. um, where Beauty has two sisters. Their family like is wealthy and loses their wealth and moves to this enchanted town. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like it's aesthetically so beautiful. Mm-hmm. There are there are so many beautiful, wonderful things. There's a very good horse she has a very good horse, um, who I just imagine as Philippe from Beauty and the Beast, but his name is Greatheart, and he is uh, uh, one of the great horses, you know, like a like a Belgian. or Oh, yes, like a big um, draft horse. Yeah, and he's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of the, like, again, I just, I've started rereading this today, and I've been like, oh, <laughs> there's like a bit of the like I'm not attractive like my beautiful big sisters but I read Sophocles and can chop wood um but again like marked marked by its time and also that's that's a trope that every Beauty and the Beast retelling I think uh well sometimes she's actually beautiful like Oh, oh, right. But like the the I'm not like other girls is yes. like a trope that Beauty and the Beast leans yes. hard into. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, and she at least like she has a loving and respectful relationship with her sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's just like it was interesting. I started rereading it, and I remember that I I read it first. This one summer we'd had, um, actually somebody my sister met when she went to Europe for boarding school for a summer, um, stayed with us for a summer. She was from Venezuela and her family had given us like a whole bunch of these cookies that were like wafer cookies that were so good. And I just ate tons of those cookies while reading this book when I was 15 Mm -hmm. and just read this book cover to cover over and over and over again (laughs) and it was it was really nice to just kind of like sink into this book and also be like now I want some wafer cookies to go with this experience so that's um beauty by Robin McKinley it is really fun I haven't gotten to the later half of the book uh rereading but what I remember is that it really gets into like the psychology of the beast in really interesting ways and their relationship develops in really nice like nice nuanced ways Mm -hmm. so I'm looking forward to that experience cool I pair this one with a rose hip and raspberry leaf tea oh um, because it takes this theme of roses, mm-hmm. but in like an earthier, herbier way. And I feel like this book really mm-hmm. kind of takes the 
the fairy tale and makes it more earthy and like rooted mm-hmm. um, and it's also like a little witchy and there's a little bit of like I feel like there's a little bit of like wise woman earth magic in raspberry okay. leaf tea because like it's good for menstrual cramps and like pregnancy and yeah. stuff like that so um, <clears throat> yeah snuggle down read Robin McKinley's beauty mm-hmm. with uh, some some witchy herb tea <laughs> so my last one almost my last one was the one that was going to be cut when we were doing three but now we're doing four because I love it it's like it doesn't quite meet the standard of like the problems in this book are not ever problems that would be in my real life (laughs) (laughs) but but it's charming and romantic and it has a happy ending and I like it Mm -hmm. um and so that is Simon versus the homo sapiens agenda uh, which is by Becky Albertalli, and it's the book that Love, Simon uh, is based on. Okay. Um, and it's it's sweet and charming, and, like, it's a, it's a sweet gay love story um, that also, like, deals with some real stuff, um, but deals with, with a blackmailing asshole. Um, uh, but it, it's sweet and, like, it's sweet and nuanced in ways that the movie is not, uh, and I like it, and yeah, and it's it it's good. <laughs> um, and I would pair this with um, David's tease, the Earl's Garden, which is like an. Can you tell that I love Earl Grey? Um, it's an Earl Grey with like white chocolate and rose petals, so it's oh. a very romantic tea. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I don't like chocolate and tea, but I feel like I would really like Earl Grey with rose petals. Yeah, and it's I think it's only white chocolate, so yeah. it's just like sweet okay. and like creamy. Yeah, I might have to try that. That sounds I really like yummy. it a lot. Um if I if I get some I will bring you some. Thank you. You're I will welcome. propose that unpacked as an alternative tea to drink while reading Beauty <laughs> by Robin McKinley because it also has roses in it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, really anything with roses, but like especially that one. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been favorite fall books, mm-hmm. Hannah and Taffer. Yeah, tell us your favorite fall books. Absolutely, and the teas that you like to drink while reading them. Absolutely. <laughs> um, if you want to uh, buy us some tea or buy us a book, um, you can sign up to support us on Patreon.com. Mm-hmm. Now I'm feeling self-conscious because I think I am the only person in the world who does not say Patreon, which I realized when no, I pe- guessed it on Up for Discussion. No, and- people say Patreon. Okay. Okay. They're, they're both patronus. correct. I don't know. Patreon is our patronus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true that people say patron, not patron. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Maybe I'm just more French. <laughs> patron. <laughs> maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But but I think both are correct. Okay. Um, I just I just remember really appreciating it the first time we had that in our sign off, and you like tried to say it both ways at once, and it was really great. <laughs> I have trouble with vowels sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I really really do. I mean, I cannot <laughs> laugh at that because so do I. <laughs> so anyway, um, you can start supporting yeah. us at one dollar a month. Uh, we have perks starting mm. at one dollar a month. Yeah. Um, if if you pledge to us at like 15 or 20 uh, dollars a month that's actually really nice because that's like the price of a book which really um expands what we can um offer yeah to people so mm-hmm. if you if you want to like 
when we get book recommendations from people, whether or not we can review them is really based on whether or not we can access them. Yeah. And we just don't have the resources to buy every book <laughs> people mm-hmm. recommend. Um, and yeah. libraries have limited collections. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if yeah. you can support us on Patreon, it's a great way to make sure that we can um, uh, meet everybody's requests yeah. and make this a more fun collaborative experience mm-hmm. um so we're at patreon.com slash uh yeah podcast mm-hmm. which we talk about in our outro also yeah. <laughs> um, and there's links in the show notes mm-hmm. to our patreon <clears throat> yeah topics of high importance a podcast where we get high and explore food science gaming pop culture and beyond filled with super tangents forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of high importance on the Upford Network. Join us, won't you? (laughs) I'm Tom Zalatni, host and producer of Up for Discussion, a long-running comedy podcast on the Upford Network. Every week, me and my team of hilarious improvisers use audience-submitted questions to dive deep and delicious into every topic under the sun. Nothing is off-limits. The audience has full control. It's like going to an improv show, only it's in your ears, and nobody's asking to see a scene about sex toys. Hopefully. One reviewer called it an underappreciated cult classic. Another reviewer called it not a very compelling product. Go check it out and see for yourself. The Up for Discussion podcast. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold. Thanks for listening to Yeah! If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, or just say hi, send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com. We got an email last night, actually, from from a listener who I believe his name is Gary. I'm going to double check that. That sounds correct. Yeah, it was very sweet and lovely. um, From Gary Anderson. So uh, Gary said he's been, he discovered the podcast um, through the Nick Stone interview. Mm -hmm. He's now a subscriber. He's working his way through the earlier um, episodes. He recommended a book for us to read. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it it was just, it was a lovely email to get. Mm -hmm. We really enjoy getting mail from you guys. So Um, tweet at us shoot us an email like us on Instagram we really really like these interactions yeah we like hi uh, Gary (laughs) (laughs) we like positive reinforcement and uh, and knowing that you're enjoying what we're making and uh, and being able to talk to you about it yeah yeah. we've also I mean we enjoy positive reinforcement we have also gotten some messages with suggestions on how to improve things and we also welcome those and we appreciate that as well Yeah. yeah Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter and tweet at us. This week, tweet your fall books at us at uh, Yeah Podcast and individually at Tepper Bear and at The Balesosaurus. So as I was saying before, if you like the show and want to help us make it even better, mm-hmm. consider supporting us on Patreon. You can get all kinds of great perks, including early access to bonus content, shout outs, guest appearances, and more. Um, you can head to patreon.com slash yapodcast to donate. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts and by sharing this episode with a friend. Special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com. This episode was produced and edited by Tom Zalatni as a part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. 